0: Steelers fans welcome back to another episode of the scobro show it is Tuesday night it is just after nine o'clock if you're a Steelers fan where else would you want to be other than somewhere warm and not thinking about football but instead you're here with us and with me as always is my big brother rich rich how's it going tonight
1: oh it's going okay just wishing I was somewhere warm (laughs) um uh, the thinking about football part doesn't bother me so much but you know yeah it's been a little been a little chilly at yeah. as they'd say in Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, and uh it is a, yeah, a little bit. It's supposed to warm up here the next couple of days and then it's supposed to rain. I'm like this well, time of see. year just at least snow. Come on. You you,
1: you so. missed the 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 end the one morning towards the end of last week. Mm-hmm. Um I saw temperatures on my drive to work. Well, let's see it was negative Negative 12 when I got out of bed. It was negative 10 when I left the house. Mm-hmm. I got as low as negative 18 on my drive. Ugh. But I also found a spot that was as high as 11 on there my drive. There you go. Hey. But it was negative three when I got to work. But when I walked out of the house, I'm going to tell you this, and people out there can understand the craziness of our, our of our family. Um, I thought of our granddad, Harvey. Okay. I thought of Pap when I walked mm-hmm. outside that morning. At negative 10 degrees. Wind chills were in the minus 30s, I believe, close to f- minus 40. Um, I took a deep breath as I went outside.
0: Weren't breathing in that smell of victory.
1: No, it was more like all the hairs in my nose like froze instantly. And I thought instantly of our granddad mm-hmm. to, to something that he he said one. I, I don't I only remember him saying it to me one time. When he came in from outside and he said, "It's cold enough out there. You got snot sickles growing off your nose," <laughs>
0: <laughs> which you know, our grandfather, you can like, yeah. like you hear that in his
1: voice, don't yeah. you?
0: Yeah. Oh, I can hear right now. So that's what we're, that's we're a what couple minutes in. We should maybe stop talking about the weather. Uh, <laughs> and talk a little bit. We're going to talk some Steelers football. Yes, if you look at the title. It's talking about the Pro Bowl. We are not talking about the Pro Bowl game. Rich, do we care one bit about the game of the Pro Bowl? No. No, we don't. We're talking about the honor of being selected to the Pro, Pro Bowl. Yeah. Pro That's Bowl what we're going selection. to be talking about later. Yeah, we're talking selection. about being selected and 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 that, that kind of thing. We're not talking about this game. Although, a couple of years ago, might have been the last time they actually played the game. Or another one. I know T.J. Watt had a touchdown in there. Um, but anyway, that's that's beside the point. We are going to bring up some other things going on around the NFL right now to start off just to just to go through our discussion, various things going on. Um, there was, you know, since we last were together, there was a very important retirement last Thursday, the one that really matters, the official announcement. Um, did Did you like the Big Ben video?
1: Oh, the video was fantastic. Yeah, it was totally in in Big Ben style. It was nice. It was, you know, done very classy. Um, Really hit Steeler fans, you know, really hard. But not a ton of hoopla around it, which has also been.
0: Yes, and they're. It was done totally on his terms. Yes, Uh, you know there wasn't the press conference, and I, I like you know. Like Jeff Hartman kept saying, do you really want people to say, oh, where where are the Steelers going to go from here? Well, you know, and him answer a bunch of quote unquote dumb questions, mainly because the media would need to ask these questions if there was a press conference. I'm not blaming them either. They're the kind of questions you would expect, but they're, they're, there, it's always dumb questions when someone goes to retire. Um, You know, you'd probably have to hear from Kevin Colbert. You'd have to hear from Mike Tomlin, all those. You know, Mike Tomlin talked about Ben in his final press conference and things like that. Um, It was done I, the way he wanted it to be, and that was great. There's also another retirement that happened and then didn't happen and then actually happened. Was it today? Finally? Yeah, he's the
1: guy I think he is. Thinks he's yeah. special. Not be just, you know, have
0: two retirements. Two retirements? Yeah. he No, oh, I... He needed a lot more time to decide, and 12 hours later, it was, yeah, uh, an announcement. so, um, we're not going to go into that, we're, we're acknowledging it. I will tell you this there, there's an article coming tomorrow morning at behindthesteelcurtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, where uh, we a number of us chime in on that. Um, I don't, I'm trying to remember how it was phrased. How it's, uh, I
1: didn't even look, I just, I don't even know.
0: So it's just various different things about chiming in on that subject. Um, just acknowledge. Let me, let me Mm -hmm. just, you
1: know, people need to go out there and, and, and read this because one of the Scobros
0: got a little long winded. And it wasn't actually, it it wasn't, (laughs) yes. You know, as we all know, I'm, I'm the long winded one. Um, well, we both can be at times, but th- this time it was you. Um, so we're not going to really dive too much into that. Um, that a lot of people have talked about the Ben Roethlisberger retirement. We knew it was coming, so we can kind of, you know, acknowledge it. Say once again, thank you, Ben, for 18 great, great seasons. Thank you for having all those years where we, where we knew who our quarterback was going to be coming into the season. Now we're into uncharted territories. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, and as Jeff talked about on his one let's Let's ride, uh, it's kind of scary, but kind of exciting too, just because you know it's it's different. So let me just
1: uh, I, I want to wrap yeah. one thing you know i, I want to say about <clears throat> about Ben's retirement. I, I just want to say real quick, yes, thank you, Ben Rothersberger for for eighteen fabulous years in Pittsburgh, and that I hope you had as much fun as we had watching you yes yeah and i really think he did ben mm-hmm. always seemed to enjoy playing the game of football
0: yeah yeah and, uh, and i'm trying to think who was it this weekend that it was just like there was a couple times i, I almost just want to throw my mouth to say it but i was like Joe Burrow was escaping the pocket and missing and escaping tackles. I'm like, is he just trying to 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 be Ben Roethlisberger since he announced his retirement? Is that what he's trying to do or something? Yeah. But uh, we could at least acknowledge that there was two football games played this this past weekend. We know who's going to the Super Bowl now. Yeah. How do you feel about another AFC North team being in the Super Bowl, Rich? Um, I was okay with it mm-hmm. until.
1: One former Bengal, former bungle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he should ride (laughs) up and he should ride up and down the escalator a lot.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Pac-Man Jones, a former
0: bungle. That's we got to get that right. That's definitely a former, uh, a a former bungle. Go ahead.
1: Um, Said that he didn't want Steeler fans to to root for the for the bungles because you know he just didn't want it. So, I me, mean, my guess decision easy. Who I was going to root for in the Super Bowl? So you know,
0: and 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 guess what? You want to know what? Just like when you were actually playing, we still don't care what you have to say. Yeah, uh, exactly. Never cared what you had to say. Really, at all. He could just no. You know, when you single handedly just give make make a a questionably long field goal into almost a chip shot knocking your team out of the playoffs yeah you you, yeah. you don't you you lost the right to speak anyway um i i look at it this way i was because people were like oh are you cheering for Cincinnati?" i'm like no i'm not nah, was, i'm kind of cheering against kansas city because so i want to see the same team go to the super bowl three straight years Correct. but i wasn't okay i was really cheering I was really pulling for the Rams cuz I really didn't want the 49ers just because of the whole franchise you know number of super bowls and all that stuff there. I, so I was pulling more for the Rams and honestly I I always had a soft spot for the Detroit Lions. So when Matt Stafford could actually get away from them and and have a successful season, I I kind of don't mind seeing him do well. You've got Aaron Donald um that that actually um went to Pittsburgh and a player. I'll probably mention this player a little bit later for something that there's actually a a, a starter for the Los Angeles Rams that had it been, it didn't line up exactly right. But my last year coaching football, we played teams that played their team, but we just didn't happen to line up to where we played the team that year where I would have coached against this player for the Rams so, um, he's actually their starting right tackle um and so i'm like I've always kind of followed him as an as someone you know semi local to right. of what of where he's been, and uh honestly, if it wasn't for the tackle on the other side of the line he he very well could be a pro bowler um and that's um <laughs> now I'm gonna, I'm gonna i just always we we always, when we were talking about we talked about rob I, I, Havenstein. i don't know if its steed or Havenstein. But it's one of those two. Anyway, um, so for that reason, you know, I was pulling for the ring. And now, since they won, I can pull for them the Super Bowl. Yes. If it would have been uh, the other way, I don't know what I'd have done. So, um, uh, been like me when
1: Tom Brady plays in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Not watch. Yeah.
0: It's just like, uh, I don't really want either one of these teams to win and stuff like that. I was, I'll be honest with you, I was, I was pulling so much for Buffalo to upset, or not to upset, to take down Kansas City when that didn't happen. I was like, Ugh. But, uh but it's, it, it's all right. I'm, I, you know what? I'm, I can just watch the game as being the last game for six and a half months, you know. uh uh baby. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> all, right, all right, bad. I'm like that's why I, that's why I brought. That <laughs> up. Oh my god. I, like, I got to do my. Best. He's so yeah. excited about the Maulers. And I'm like, okay, you have at that. Anyway, we're like, Mike we're here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just there was still football going. On. We're we're still getting there's a few things getting on. I don't want to. There's two other things I wanted to mention because some people were probably excited about this. Today was the first day of practice for the Senior Bowl. Got the Senior Bowl coming up this weekend. For those people really into the draft, the Senior Bowl's a really big deal. Uh, one Pittsburgh quarterback, Kenny Pickett, did not have his hands measured because apparently he's double-jointed and his thumb doesn't stick the right way, so it it measures less than what it really it, it was a whole big thing today. It was interesting. Um, and then, of course, at the end of the day, there was the lawsuit that was brought forward against the NFL – um, we're going to mention this briefly and we're not going to go into it too much because honestly, there's going to be a lot more information oh, coming yeah. out about it. And we don't want to do it. want to jump in too soon and be like, oh, well this, that, and the other thing. Um, for those of you that may not have heard it was, it's, um, former my Miami Dolphins head coach, Brian Flores, who I was shocked when he was fired. And as soon as he was fired, I thought the same thing you did. What did you think, Rich? Uh, I thought even though we hadn't had a
1: an official retirement announcement yet from um, our defensive coordinator Keith Butler, I was sitting there thinking, mm, Brian Flores for defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah, come to Pittsburgh. That was my first Love thought. And, that, and then I said, you know what? There is no way he's going to be. I'm like, I'm like, he's going to be out there for five minutes, and he's going to be somewhere else. Even this morning, Maddie P asked about him in the in the Slack channel of, of like, wow, there's a lot of hires and Forge is still out there. I said, oh, I said, well, I'll look for him in Houston or whatever. Don't think so now. Don't, but with the lawsuit coming up, uh, lots of interesting things about the Miami Dolphins, about the New York Giants, about the Denver Broncos, um, talking just about um, overall racism within the whole process. And of course, that brings up the Rooney rule. Um, I will tell you, I think it's something that I've said for a long time. The Rooney rule is not perfect. It's the right intentions, but there's just so many ways you can get around it. Yep. Um, it, they can't force teams to genuine, genuinely consider candidates. Um, you hope that that, w- that, that wouldn't be the case, but it, it, I'm still saying it's better than not having it at all. Some people are like, better oh, there's the, a the, the, the problem with that. They just need to get rid of I'm not saying get rid of it, and I'm not saying anything would make it better. I'm just saying it's be- the best you can do, and it's still just not going to always work in the way it's supposed to. You want to say something about that? Yeah, it's something
1: that we talk about at times in higher education, yeah, um, and it's something me personally am always against. I hate having things that are – put out there that we do just so that we can check a box to say that we do it. And that's what it feels like a lot of NFL teams do when it comes to the Rooney rule. They do what it says to check the box and then do what they were, what they want. Uh, Not necessarily what they want to do, but it's like, they don't give it a chance. Yeah. They don't give it a chance to do what it was designed to do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this, and the Steelers, The Steelers, the last time we hired a head coach, did it? Well, people don't realize this. Back then, that was when you only had to interview one candidate, and they already had. They already had. With Ron Rivera. So when Mike Tomlin came in, that wasn't checking a box. They had already checked the box. But it wasn't about checking a box. And everything. And that's what you need to. And, and I I also understand the benefit of the Rooney rule of, you know, giving minority candidates more, more exposure and more practice to the whole, to the whole interview process. I get that. But at the same time, you know, Brian Flores was not someone who was new to the process. And the whole I don't want to mess up the story. I don't want to get something wrong, but you know, it's it's a pair it, it seems like his interview, I don't know if it was a first interview or a second interview or whatever with the Giants was really a formality because they had already decided who they wanted, but they needed to con- continue to do this. At the, you know, that's very disrespectful to the candidate. It really yeah, is. It is. But when you want to look at it from the other way, I'm like when they knew who it was that they wanted and that they wanted an offensive minded person and their other candidates were defensive people and things like that, you kind of understand that they were, they didn't want to lose out on him, but, but at the same time, you can't just go through the motions. You can't, I'm not saying that's what happened. There's going to be more come out about it. That'll be more, you know, we'll have all the information. I thought the most, the most crazy thing about it was the whole notion of, he was offered one hundred thousand dollars for each game he lost in tw- in twenty nineteen. I mean, that's crazy. Okay, yeah, so you might as well read that. Okay. Oh, I didn't even read that. That the, 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 that was up there. Sean Manian, five dollars at the tip chart. Thank you, Sean. Says, Well, y'all making the assertions that Miami owner wanted Flores to tank in Miami? That was like um, a Joe Burrow thing, right?
1: To, if, but if, if this is, found they didn't even be... know
0: Joe Burrow was going to be the guy when the season started. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Sean."
1: If this were to be found to be true, my thought is we're looking at something way bigger than Bounty Gate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It will be investigated and if shown to be true, it will, it will surpass you know, what you see come out of it. What happens to the team and the people involved is going to be bigger than Bounty Gate was. That's my thought. Well, that came up on the Slack channel too, right? Somebody brought that. Yeah. Up when we yeah. were talking,
0: that's 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 a really big deal. I'm sorry, I looked two things up here because I saw someone talking about the school where I used to coach, um, and that said it was the year after I stopped coaching. Um, from Big Mac said that. I'm I'm trying to figure out who that is. If i in the live chat, if that's I mean, obviously that should be someone I know. So basically, um, yeah. you're saying Big
1: Mac? Who are you?
0: Yeah, come on, Big Mac. It's not like they yeah. can't hear you. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm just trying to figure out who it is. I I can't I can't see the picture well enough, um. But but yeah, that was that because I was coaching the freshman team, and that my last year coaching was his freshman year, and that was his first. It, it's crazy, just to go off on that side note. Now, we'll get to that side note later. Now, so everybody I, else, just the Flores stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, look, I was going to say we're not going to go really much further into the Flores no. stuff right now because, because there's really- so
0: much more information that needs to come out.
1: Yeah, th- it, this is going to be dug into more, and as more information comes out, of course, we're going to be reporting about it here on at BTSC, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Um, and and you know, this is something we're going to continue to cover. So we're not going to spend all night mm-hmm. on it tonight because there, it, everything now. There's a lot of. Hey, this is there. Anything that you're talking about, there's too much speculation still going on right now. More needs to happen. And, and it's gonna, going to.
0: And, and for those of you listening to this in podcast form, there's probably already a bunch of information that yeah. might have already changed from what we already said. So we do want to say, but yeah, that, that's crazy. The whole notion of don't win. Um, I don't know. How do I say it? I can't say that that, that issue was a race issue because you know it was a minority head coach, but I also can't say that it wasn't either yeah, that's one that I would really like to get more information. you know, would they have told a non-minority coach to do that? I don't know. I think we'll find out a lot more about that. I was really 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 surprised um surprised um that how do I say it the NFL I'm trying to remember the exact words that they said at the end of their statement. And I'm like, that's a really bold statement to say like an hour and a half after a lawsuit that, you know, that everything is, you know, I thought, you know, you might want to actually have an investigation into it first, but, uh, I digress. I let's, let's leave that where it is. Um, and, and everything. (sighs) Let's talk about the pro bowl. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, yeah, we're not really, you know. Hey, and Big Mac, I, I see you leaving the stuff in the live chat yeah, for he, me. I'm going to get yes. to that. Okay. Um, um the, the game itself. You know what? Back in
1: the 80s, I had fun watching the Pro Bowl games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then as the 90s got going, they got worse and worse. I mean, they weren't fantastic in the 80s, but they were better then than they were, than they we're in the nineties and now they're basically just a joke more. Mm -hmm. I think it's about the recognition of being at playing at a level to be considered.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's what we want to know. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, as I'm sure it's been brought up, you know, the Steelers added a couple of more pro bowlers to the mix.
0: And that's one thing we want to talk about. I, I got to write that article late, that was late Sunday night, I do believe. That um, p- Pro Bowl replacements count as Pro Bowlers. We got to remember that. So when when Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon were obviously not going to the Pro Bowl because of going to the Super Bowl, they were replaced by Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. So we're also going to have to do a, do, do our, our little throwback machine, Wayne's World style. Yeah, because we're going back. Oh, what was the d- exact date on this one? The exact date on this one was on June 29th. And I actually went back to listen to the episode and it 19, was looking forward to an- Oh, uh, no, and it was where we had to announce that we weren't going to be on the next week because we were on vacation um, in-, in a house with no internet. So that that was fun. listening back to that show. We went through and we, we listed five players that we thought could be first time pro bowlers. And we're going to go over those lists here, but before we do, and and what's funny is we, we each got one, right. Um, from, from the replacements that, that were, that were named, but we're not going to talk about this game. We want to talk about the honor of being selected to the pro bowl. And to me, it gets tricky. Because we talked about this at length, if you remember from from the show, Rich. About it has to be the right circumstances. Correct. And that's what we're gonna uh, address here a little bit. About the players and the circumstances and everything else. I almost okay. I almost didn't put Najee Harris on my list. And you didn't put Najee Harris on your list, who who did who know is a pro bowler. Yep. And our biggest reason was. He's got a lot of guys in the AFC that he have to that he'd have to knock off. Mainly one was, you know, Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. Well, what happens, Derrick Henry's out for the year. Joe Mixon was there, but then he moved. Joe Mixon rushed for 5 more yards than Najee Harris this year. I don't know if you knew that. That's how close they I were. I did in not Russia. know that. Yes, he rushed for uh, Najee Harris was exactly 1200 and Joe Mixon was 1205. So So he, he did a good job, but you know, it was very circumstantial. Here's the other thing. If the Steelers have a better, you know, if they have a decent passing attack and a decent offensive line, he probably puts up more stats and gets, and gets selected in the first place. But if they have too much of a passing attack and they don't run the ball enough, he might have not been considered at all. And it had nothing to do with how good of a player he was. This That's right. You know? So these are some things we're going to look at. So do you want to go ahead and run through our list and then kind of talk about some of these things? Okay. So this is what we did. And these were the players. And and, and you're going to laugh at some of these. Some of these are hilarious um, of of who we thought had a chance to be first time pro bowlers. And we, uh, it's funny because during the show, someone brought up, oh, well, technically Deontay is a special teamer. And then we realized after the show, we're like, wait, he wasn't a pro bowler his rookie year as a kick returner. He was second team, all pro. He still didn't make the Pro Bowl at it, so he was still eligible anyway. But first time Pro Bowlers, you're number five. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. It was come on, Spillane, <laughs> Bobby Spills. Yes, which ended. You know, the Steelers made a trade to not even have to start him. So, um. I see what you. I, I see what you meant with the potential that it could have been the perfect storm for him, but really, it wasn't at all, was it? So no. Yeah. So. So Kyle, Kyle, Kyle was hoping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kyle was a big baller fan, and he didn't play all that much. He did a little bit more at the end. Played more than my number five pick of Stefan Tuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, back in June thinking that Stefan Tua could possibly earn his first Pro Bowl. Now this gets us in, and I'm going to then bring up, I'm going to bring up your number four, because I think it's good to group these together. Your number four was Tyson Alu mm-hmm. Al- Alualu. sorry, I said Lulu. Alualu. Oh, yeah, I said it wrong. So, and we talked about players at that position, and the problem was, you're like, the only, you know, in order to make the pro ball you you're probably going to have to be better than cam hayward because it would have been really tough for two for for them to do two defensive tackles and for them to both be from the same team agreed yeah and we thought well maybe they could just put up the numbers cuz usually when tuit and hayward play together tuit actually puts up more numbers you know and alalu was another one i kind of went with one you went with the other i'm going to ask you an interesting question I'm I'm going to take it beyond Pro Bowl. If Stephon Tewitt would have been healthy, both physically and mentally, we still don't know exactly what it was that held him out, and he would have played at a typical Stephon Tuit level, is Cam Hayward all pro this year? No. I agree. Because he doesn't get the sack numbers. Yeah. Because it would have been spread out a little bit more. Yep. If Stefan Tooitt was healthy and playing in between, let's say they were in nickel, so they only had two defensive linemen playing between Cam Hayward and TJ Watt, does TJ Watt tie the NFL sack record this year? Oh, good question. Probably not. And that might have put him a little bit more in question for Defensive Player of the Year. And here's the big question. If Stephon it would have been available and healthy and just playing at his normal level, would the Steelers' run defense have been better? Well, let me take that one step. <laughs> let me take that one gonna step. Even, I was going to ask the next question as a B. Yeah. Okay. And
1: so that's the B because I'll answer it all together. Yeah. The, the The B is, you know, if Stefan Tuitt is there and healthy and playing and Tyson little, little, yeah. does mm-hmm. not get injured, does not ahead. break his ankle. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Steelers defense is tremendously better.
0: Yeah. Their run defense, their overall defense. I think they finish higher. In in the overall standings, they're not seventh and going on the road. They might even they might have even won the north. Maybe, maybe not, but they would have probably been a higher wild card, if at least mm-hmm. you know, think it's good. You got at least think maybe like half a game might have made the difference, you know what I'm saying? Or one yep. game, and how different it would be. But I don't know if Cam Hayward would have been all pro. Right. So, so that kind of goes to show you that it's fantastic for Hayward. I don't want to take away anything that he did. I'm just saying that there's there's only so many tackles and so many chances to hit the quarterback to go around. And if you have to divide it up with somebody – I mean, you got a – Chris Wormley wouldn't have got four sacks. Not four. Sorry, he had seven. Sorry. Chris Wormley yeah. had seven sacks. was not getting seven sacks. He'd be, he probably would have been lucky to get two, you know, if two it's there. But it's very interesting in how it plays out. And this just kind of goes to show – this was kind of the point of the show that I wanted to bring up is that these individual awards are great, but sometimes you get noticed for them because of, because you're of a deficit on your team
1: because of circumstances.
0: Yeah. And sometimes the circumstances would make it better. We'll get to some of those too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and 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 like I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring it up. It's just a regular comment, just because I, I thought it was interesting. If again, Granny Crosby says, "Think about TJ Watt season for a second. The Steelers were always behind, so there was never a time um, for him to tee off."
1: Yes, they had mentioned earlier said, yeah. "Hey, you know, maybe if if the Steelers are playing with more leaves, maybe TJ gets to thirty sacks."
0: You know. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So but. it all would have been different, and you know, and or, or maybe so. We're, we're speculating. I mean, this is all what... I mean, come on. It's the offseason. These are all what-ifs. So it's really interesting to think about that, that if the Steelers were a better defense, they might have had less all-pros. Yeah. That if they were a better defense, they might have had less all-pros. Now, we'll look at the flip side of that a little bit. Anything else you want to say about that with, with the defensive line since we had to it Alawallo as our possible... Yep. Uh, Pro keep, Bowl guys, keep rolling through our other possible. Pro well, Bowl then, oh, ones. then the other one was my number four, and I said the reason I didn't have him higher than four was because of all the competition, and we already mentioned him. The one that I got, check that I got, I got one right: Najee Harris. Right, making the Pro Bowl was first year in the, in the NFL. Fantastic! Congratulations to Najee. He deserves it. And what did he? And in order to get twelve hundred yards, he had to be the he had to be the running back that got hit behind the line of scrimmage more than any other running back in the NFL. That's crazy. Yeah. So with him, you think about man. If I'm just going to throw this out there. If you didn't read last week's Vertex, Steelers Vertex, at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, you could just go to Google and just type in the word Steelers Vertex, and most of our articles, probably the most recent, was going to come up. Last week, it was about Kevin Dotson and how the running game was not good to start the season for the first four games. You had two rookies starting on the line. What did you expect? But, it man, was it getting better, and it was strong, and then Kevin Dotson got hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. And Dotson got hurt and the running game went right back to kind of where it was. Cause you think about it, you have a rookie at center, a rookie at left tackle, but you had them. Yeah. You had that guy in between them. Now you're, now you're putting your rolling guys in and out in between them. Finally settled in with John McGlue. You know, now you're talking about an undrafted guy that is finally getting his chance. It's not like he's going to carry the two guys next to him. Kind of like what Dotson was really helped. I mean, they, the, the two guys next to him were, they weren't worried about what Dotson was doing. He was going to get it done. You know, maybe not to the level that he did the year before, because Dotson next to Marquis pouncing, Jeffrey would go on and on about that, how, how great those two were together. Um, but if Kevin Dotson doesn't get hurt, how many more yards does Najee Harris get?
1: The world may They're, never know. The world
0: may never know. So, um, that's just uh, one of those. And I honestly, I don't think you could say, I, I mentioned at the beginning about, oh, if the Steelers had a better passing attack, maybe Najee Harris doesn't get used as much. No, I don't think that's true because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. If, if anything, if they had a better passing attack, it would open the run up more for him. Don't you think? Probably. Yeah. Um, He might not have had as many carries, but he probably would have had more yards. But, uh, I'm trying to go back. I might have to try to find the article. I think Najee Harris, I think he had the most receptions of any running back this past year. I wrote it in the article and when when he made the Pro Bowl. I'm trying to remember. And he was like third in receiving yards among running backs. So he was utilized there pretty good too. Well, there was that one game where he had, what, 14 catches, I think? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So anything else you want to say about Najee Harris or the running back? situation. No, like,
1: let's get to some more
0: because that really does depend on everyone else going on around the league. Yes, I does. mean, I mean, Najee Harris could have rushed for an additional hundred yards. And if Derrick Henry doesn't get hurt, I don't know that Najee Harris would be in the pro bowl even now, you know? Yep. So, um, so let's move to the number three, which moves right on along to checking off the box for people getting them right. You had one Deontay Johnson. Thank you very much. Yeah. Deontay Johnson. Now, some Steeler fans are kind of poo-pooing on him making the pro Bowl because he had some of some key drops late in the season what do you think about that rich I hated to see
1: suddenly we get that little case of the dropsies there at the end um but i mean the guy put the numbers up yeah that's all you say he put the numbers up he was yeah we had games, especially in the middle of the season, where, I mean, he had some things there. He was looking very much like, you know, Mr. Third and Fifth used to look on some of those yeah. balls.
0: Yeah. Ab- absolutely. And, I mean, and and when it, when it comes to the drops, I, they're fresh in our mind because when he had them, he had them late. He went a really long time without having a drop when you think about it. Um, if you look at the, I was going to look at the advanced receiving stats, according to pro football reference that keeps track of drops. Okay. Now remember, these are regular season. Last year they had Deontay Johnson with 13 drops. Do you know how many they had him with this year? I'd say it was like five or something. You are correct. It was five. Yeah. They had him with five drops. So it was down, but you know, that. But but regardless of who the receiver is, when it's third down and you have the ball thrown to you and you're past the sticks and you just drop it, that changes the game. That changes yes, the does. game. So um just it's just kind of crazy. So good receiver fell off towards the end, but you still got to look at the whole season. If if you know what I mean. And when I say fell off, I just mean had some issues come up towards the end of the season with the with the drops. What else you anything else you want to say about Deontay?
1: No, because I got it right. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. And instead, for my number three, I had Chase Claypool. Because I'm like, man, if that guy improves at all from year one to year two, look out. Now, if you haven't been following... My exit interviews at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, Your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I already did one with Claypool. I do two two players at once um, when when they come up. I, I already did who was who was Claypool? He was with he was recently. He was with uh, James Washington. But I noted with Claypool and his stats, with the exceptions of touchdowns, he had almost the exact same stats as last year.
1: Yeah, his his catches and yardage were, were pretty pretty much the same.
0: And he played in one less game because he missed two games this year because of injury. But the touchdown number dropped off tremendously. That's the big thing. It was the touchdown numbers that he went from 9 receiving touchdowns down to 2 receiving touchdowns. So he cuz honestly, him and James Washington same number of receiving touchdowns in the regular season. If can can I, can James I, Washington, have one more? Go ahead. Now, because there, guess what? Your number two he, player was Chase Claypool. There, <laughs> there. Yeah,
1: yeah. Here's here's where Chase then gets hurt with the touchdown numbers. Yeah. One word. Mm-hmm. Move.
0: Uh, yeah because they they, they had the Muth other became, big target Muth,
1: Muth became the red zone target yeah that chase claypool had been the year before
0: yeah and and you can see i mean you can see there are, there are gaps in his game chase claypool i mean he does like he doesn't he he waits for the ball to come into his body rather than reaching up or high pointing it mm-hmm. um you you mentioned that a lot so yeah. these are things he can continue to work on we knew that if he improved at all that he was a good chance he could he he could make the Pro Bowl. He just didn't make that jump from year one to year two and and didn't have the the touchdowns. So That was your number two. My number two, and this is a position I want to talk about a little bit with this, is I had Kevin Dotson. Now, Kevin Dotson, man, he looked real good in the preseason, and he didn't look bad in the regular season. Like I said, the Steelers running game was really starting to get going. I I would have loved to have seen how he would have improved as the season went on.
1: Yeah, he he maybe would have had a chance.
0: I yeah, but you mentioned it in this podcast, not well, not this one. The one that we're recapping that the problem is with offensive linemen they generally make the pro bowl a year later. Yes. They they make the pro bowl a year later than what they should because you need the name recognition. So, but we also talked about Because of the name recognition, there was a void because David DeCastro was the Pro Bowler for the longest time, so there was going to be another one um, in the AFC. And what to do? Went to both Browns guys, right? Something like that. I don't know. Two. I think they had two two guards. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a guard. I can't remember. But um, I still think Kevin Dotson. Here's the issue with that position group because we talked about this with the defensive line. We're like, if all of them are too good, then you're it's probably going to not help anyone's case to say that they're they're good to be Pro Bowl or All Pro or something like that. With the offensive line, the whole unit has to be decent, yeah, to really get noticed. Yep, and then you have to be the best one out of all of them. Do you think that's fair?
1: Yeah. That's that's a fair way to put it. You've got to be a good unit, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and then you have to be the best guy in that good unit.
0: Yeah, exactly. You've got to be the best guy in a good squad. I mean, I mean, sometimes you'll you'll get two. I mean, the Steelers had two for a while, but um, who who earned it early on and their last year in the league, you know, with just more, more of a we don't know who else to give it to deal. It almost felt like, um, but that's, that's one that's interesting that it really does depend on everything else going on. We didn't talk about with the receivers, uh, if you don't have a quarterback, that can get you the ball. Then you're going to struggle to put up the numbers as a receiver to make it to the pro Bowl. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. I mean, it, it, it is, it is what it is. And, here, I'll even say this, another one with the receivers, because I meant to say this when we were there and I forgot. If you have too many good receivers on your team, it could really hurt your chances. Yeah. That that because of having to spread the ball around. So it really does depend on a lot. You're getting an individual award, which really does depend a lot on the others around you. Let's go ahead and, and finish this up so we can finish up this talk. We both have the same player for number one, and this is one I definitely want to talk about you Remember who it was? No, I have I don't even remember. We both had one Devin Bush <laughs> coming oh, yeah. up from injury. Uh did not have a good year. He did not have a good year. And if you if you listen to our audio only podcasts, if you listen to it was mentioned briefly in um in Jeffrey Benedict's cutting room floor uh today, Tuesday that was out. Uh, He said a line in there, and he said it so many times, and he's exactly right. And he said, Devin Bush is not that kind of linebacker. And what he was talking about was if big offensive linemen can get to Devin Bush, he's pretty much done. He's not not big enough and strong enough to shed those blocks. So why was – yes, there was the issues with the knee and everything else coming back from injury. I'm not, I'm not ready to write him off yet. So many people were talking, why are we talking about how he's, how he's a bust already? You know, we are so quick to judge and just think of how bad the same fans hated Bud Dupree and he was dud Dupree and he was terrible and then turned around and said, we can't lose this guy. We can't lose him. You know? So don't be too quick to judge, especially with that he's got to get better next year or he's going to probably not find himself playing as much. But a lot of people, just like they said about, oh, we need to bench Deontay Johnson with the drops. Oh, we need to bench Devin Bush. The question was, who else are we going to play? Did you really want to put Marcus Allen out there the whole time? And things Ew. like that. Some people are like, oh, they need bench. They're not very good. Well, what makes you think the guy behind him is better? Okay. Seriously. So, so that's, that's the thing with Devin Bush. But my question, I do have a question for you, but I, I, I want to see if there's something you want to say about Bush first.
1: No, other than I was disappointed that as the season went on to me, it became clear that he still was not a hundred percent over the knee injury from the year before. This will be this, like, this is his money season right here. Yeah. Coming up. Yeah. This a lot of what could go on with him and his future will be de- may, will be decided this year. Yeah, and I'm not right. even talking about his Pittsburgh. I'm talking yeah, about his football.
0: Yeah, his football future. And as and as Jeffrey said before, he got hurt. He was really good, but now I'm going to ask you this question. And you're probably going to dismiss it at first at no, but then you might want to think about it a little bit deeper. And it's a question I started off with my number five and your number four and some other things we did. If Stefan toit is healthy and plays yeah, at know. his level, it does him Devin so much. Bush actually get back into the conversation of being a pro bowler? And the, and the reason why is if you have guys up front taking up those blocks where they're not getting to Devin Bush and making him completely ineffective because that's not his game and he's actually put in a situation, does he start to get more confidence with his knee early on because he's not having to take on those big linemen? And does he start playing a little bit better? I would have yeah, loved to have it, seen it. it I would have loved to have it seen really
1: it. nice when you can have two defensive tackles in Cam Hayward and Stephon mm-hmm. to it that they either a get double teamed at which point the guys can't leave the double teams early to come after Bush because yeah. chances are to or Hayward then beats them yeah. or B, if they don't double team those guys, those guys are in making the plays and,
0: and Bush is just hanging out waiting to clean things up. This was right before I said the question. Steeler chick 46 said, Bush got exposed by t- by two. It gone, and it's not. It's funny when you say got exposed. I don't think the Steelers ever ever felt that Devin Bush was going to be a linebacker to take on linemen. It's that no, he when he was drafted, mm-hmm. he was not expected to be
1: Vinnie Vidi Vici. You know, he he was not Vince Williams. Yeah, you know, he is not LaVon Kirkland. Right. He is more of a, well, he's more of a Jack Lambert, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And um, I, let me bring this up. It's okay. $2.99 Dingo dollars from one Matty P that said, I say no, Dave. I think they have rushed him back. I don't know that they have rushed him back because guess what? You're never going to fully heal from an injury like that until you use it. Yeah. So I don't know that they rushed him back. I think Steelers fans, including myself, had too much of and an he, expectation of what he could do on his knee when he first came back. That's my yep. opinion. What he
1: uh yeah, it's rushed him back? No. Get him back in the most part, in the best of circumstances for him. No. We didn't do that either. Really, it ends up just being a coming back, working through it kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that you're going to do it. It's going to have to be a process. Um, What would have been nice was if they wouldn't have had to have counted on him as much. You know, limit his snaps right off the bat and everything. Would have been better. Um, But my thing was, Jeffrey talked about this. And he's exactly right in his cutting room floor. If you're not listening to that podcast, you're missing a good one. I listen every week. Um, although I do I have to admit, I haven't finished this week. So I only listened to about three quarters of it and I gotta finish it tomorrow morning. But he was saying about and he talked about the Seals defensive line, about one of the things that they do is that they take they is that they put players in a situation that builds to their strengths. But when people get injured, you have to put them in situations that you have to call on them all the time, and you're not putting them in situations that play to their strengths. You put Devin Bush in a situation that plays to his strength of not having linemen on him by having defensive linemen for him that chew up blocks. You couldn't put him in a situation to build to his strength this year. You just yes. didn't have the guys. Just like you couldn't put – like he, Jeffrey's example, Henry Mondo, you couldn't just put him in there on obvious passing downs and just let him rush the passer from the defensive line. Cause he's one of the better ones they have. And Jeffrey pointed out at how many sacks TJ Watt had in the previous year with Henry Mondo playing right next to him um, was, would actually surprise you. Um, and that he was a good pass rusher, but when he has to be out there all the time then you get exposed with your weaknesses. And those were some really good things. So, going back to the pro Bowl thing it's really crazy about how so much other people can affect what it could be Stefan being there might have might have made cam Hayward not be as noticeable but could have made a player like Devin Bush even more noticeable because of because of what he does it's just crazy how it works out so yeah
1: it, it is mm-hmm. and guess what next year sometime in you know June to July we'll be Making another list of folks who we think might yeah. make their first
0: Pro Bowl. Yes, we do. And that's what and we're some do. of the
1: people that were on the list this year might be on the list again next
0: year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, 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 because they didn't if they didn't make it, they still have a chance. Well, I, I am going to say that Stefan Two is is and I had an article about this on Monday. That's that's one of the biggest things the Steelers have to know very soon because yeah. everything that they do, I mean. You're going from, oh, we might want to draft a um a defensive lineman. Oh, you know, not necessarily at the top, but you know, we might need some youth at the position because the other guys we have are getting up there. If two, it's coming back, if Two It's not coming back, you need a starter. Yep. You really do. You need a starter, whether you do it in free agency or or what. But that just completely changed what you're gonna have to do there. So um I was going to, we, we've got to get to our question. I'm not sure what to even do for our question. Did you have a question, Rich? I mean, I could
1: ask a question, but, yeah. you know. Yeah, because... Does it know, have to relate to no, Pro Next week's question. Does it, does, does it have to relate to Pro Bowl? It
0: does it relate to Pro Bowl, but it should hopefully maybe relate to something we talked about tonight. Something we talked about tonight? Yes. Okay. All right. You say it, I'll type it in. Remember... The rules don't answer the question till you see it on the live chat typed in by me. We will bring up your response. Um, correct, you got to get ready because I'm, asking, ready. I'm yeah. asking the question, you
1: will be the one answering this tonight. Okay, okay, yes. In I'll be nice and say, in three words or less, give me y- your initial knee jerk reaction. To Tom Brady retiring.
0: Okay. Uh, re, re, um three words Brady about the Brady retirement. Sure. Mine is less, as I just say, good riddance. You know.
1: And you told me you didn't read my thing for in the
0: Oh, I didn't. That's exactly well, the, the, get... the article.
1: Go <laughs> read
0: go read. Yeah. People don't put your answer in yet. <laughs> you ready? I'm gonna block you. Not block you. I'm gonna put you time out. That's the rules. You don't get the answer until we call for it. Okay. That's right. Um man, people just can't uh, just, yep. They can't yeah, follow like- directions. Here we go. Time out. Time out. Time out. out, Time out. out, Time out. Time out. Um, Put it in there. There we go. You ready? Now there's the question. Three words. What do you have to say about Brady's retirement? Okay. We're ready for it now, and we can bring him up. We'll we'll read them here to finish out the show. We'll do it for the last few minutes here. Um, (laughs) And if there's any bad language, I'm not using it either. Okay. Okay. uh, that one is you go into a timeout because you answered early. Um, let's see, <laughs> Wang Brady Move <laughs> <laughs> by Sean Manahan. Uh, Stacy Lynn says, Thank God. Um, Kathy Fl- Florence said, Who is that? <laughs> um, this one's four words, so I'm just going to read the first two. No answer. Okay, George Teston, not in stone. <laughs> yeah, a uh, monster says good riddance with another word in between so I'm not gonna bring it up steel dog 88 says man man <laughs> uh this other guy I'm just tired of you anyway so you're in timeout um where 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 are we going um, uh this this one 46 just tell one to do
1: no one love it
0: George Wright says the best ever i' I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm not no, I'm not, but as a Steeler fan, I'd rather say like Kobe regret says, see you later. Okay. Uh Byron Johnson says, I don't care. Um, Bernardo Vasquez says the Florida effect. (laughs) Um Big Mac says, see you later. Um this guy says good for him. (laughs) Must be nuts. Okay, okay. All right. I, I didn't read the first word right. Okay. So yeah. Um, Tyler W. says, why not sooner? Okay. Um, Joe says, not with Ben. Um, BF Bud. River, Riva she? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, the, I was missing. Jeez. 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 N-S-O-M says, about time, Brady. Um, Manuel says, good riddance, like I said. Um, Maddie P says deflate gate, no tomatoes. Okay, <laughs> Steelers Pittsburgh says good. Dwayne Williams says thank God. Um, hair hey, monster got a good one. Good flipping there riddance. There. there you go. I love it. That's a great one. Okay. Um, and um, and then Brian Brown says good riddance, cheater. <laughs> um, Big Mac. Oh, wait, you're doing Big Mac. We'll bring it up anyway. He says stole Ben's thunder. Um, Sherry, um Sherry, Sherry Wait till July, wait till, July. July. Wait till July. Um, um yeah. Brett Favre, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> um Felicia, hey Felicia says hey. screwed up men. Um uh Johnny Rocket says who cares? Um, do, 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 do. um Tyler W, James caught the ball. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I, I'll, I'm only going to read three words, although they put more than, than three in there. Marino, best ever. Okay. Um, Maddie P said, um, "What was it? 199." Um, D. Okay, he's trying to tell me how to pronounce it. I still can't get it right. Um, so yeah, that that kind I'll of see uh, you later. Yeah, that that, okay. that 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 wraps it up.
1: Rich. Oh, you know what? You know, oh, wait a minute. No, see. Oh, so is it, we have a good one. No. Adrian says eight years later. Like, That's funny. No, I was going to say, was... I was going to say, you know, Steelers-Pittsburgh, if we put by
0: right there, that would bye. be a good one. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no football this weekend other than the Pro Bowl. We talked about making the Pro Bowl, but we're going to talk about the game. Rich, what do you have to say to close, with, uh, close us up tonight? What What are your final thoughts? Yeah. Weekend of Pro Bowl. Yeah.
1: Equals not real football. Yeah. The following week, there is a Super Bowl. Very bummed that the Pittsburgh Steelers will not be playing in it. However, however, is it too early to start thinking about the next year's Super Bowl?
0: No, let's do it.
1: Can't wait.